I've spent the last year putting the pieces of my life back together after I lost everything in my six-figure marketing business. Yeah, I loved that agency. And now I'm taking my decade plus of traditional marketing experience, combining it with the latest online marketing techniques and starting again from scratch. The question is, how will I do it? With the new challenges like cash flow, debt, and no team. This podcast is here to give you the answer. So join me and follow along as I apply and share marketing strategies to grow my online business using only the simplest, most uncomplicated methods. My name is Samantha Gooden and welcome to Marketing Launch Radio. Hello and welcome to Marketing Launch Radio. I am Samantha Gooden and I am thrilled today to be blessed. I feel like I'm so like I'm so chuffed today to have Colleen Sodano with me. Hi Colleen. Hi Samantha. Thanks so much for inviting me on. Oh gosh. Um it's wonderful to have you. So you're in the UK right now, right? I am. I'm in London, yes. London, London, London. I do I do love the place. Most people don't believe me when I say that I was born in England because I was born in Birmingham and I don't sound like a Brummie. Um, <laughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> but also, you don't originate in London either, do you? No, I don't. I'm actually originally from Cape Town in South Africa, but I've lived in London for 23 years. How beautiful! Just, I just yeah. love this. I, 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 oh, I absolutely love your story. And you come to us today as a woman who is truly diverse, not just from her background of where she lives, but also what you do. You have found a way to traverse through multiple careers to be where you are now. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I started um, my career, my first career was in electrical design engineering, and I was designing um, substations and um, HV cable routes. And so I did that for years, probably 20 years. Um, and it's part of it I really enjoyed, um, and I'd still look back and miss parts of it. Um, but it really didn't light me up, you know. It really didn't fulfil me in a in a way. I didn't get didn't get a huge amount of value out of what I was doing. And I'd always been very interested in self help, and I'd been really interested in psychology. Plus, I'm quite a practical person, and so I found an approach to um, psychotherapy when I was looking at various things that I could do to change careers, mm -hmm. and I came across this approach to psychotherapy, which was really practical, and it was based in a lot of the sciences, um, neuroscience, and, um, and, and more sort of practical approaches than, than sort of just theory, and so when I read about it, I thought, gosh, this is it. I wanted to be of service. And so I went and I did a foundation course. I loved it. And then there was no turning back. Wowzers. Okay. So from engineer to psychotherapist. Yes. Yes. How did you, how did you make that transition? How did, how did you do that? Well, actually, you know, when I, when I did it, I thought it was going to be a lot easier than it actually was. Um, I don't know. Maybe I was a bit naive, uh, but I did think, yeah, I'll, I, I'm interested. I want to be of service. I did have this big calling to be of service and to help others. Um, and so I thought this is it. And actually, when I made the transition, I, I didn't realize how much of my identity was actually wrapped up in my old job. Right, right. You know, you only kind of realize that once you leave and it was there was aspects of it that I never really thought I was so attached to. Yeah, yeah. And clearly I was. And so actually it was harder leaving it 
than I thought I wanted to, or that, that, that I thought it would be. Um, and it was something I really wanted to do, but it, I was still unknowingly quite attached to my old job or, or, or sort of my identity within that job. This is just um, a powerful point, um, Colleen, just being connected to our identity, especially when we think about making the transition through career. So in a similar way, I've transitioned through multiple, maybe about four or five different careers over my lifetime. And very often we're connected not to what we do, but the identity behind who we are uh, connected to what we do. And sometimes we grieve that and we mourn that as we move from one to the other. Right. Yes. Yes. I think you're so right. I, in a way, I did mourn it. It was almost sort of the death of an old me. Oh God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it was the rebirth of something that I wanted. I wanted to become this new, this new thing or this new person. Um, but it was letting go of something, something old that wasn't me anymore, and letting that person go. And that was harder than I had anticipated. I hadn't really thought about that at all when I did it. Um, and there were times where I thought, oh, let me just go back to it. You know, it was hard because, you know, I had to, I had to get a client, um, you know, list together. I had to stop bringing, you know, it was, it was a whole lot of work, which obviously when I was in my engineering job, I had, a, I was giving me a lot of um, emotional needs were being met. I had a, you know, um, I was valued. I was, I was seen as, as an expert already, whereas now I had to prove all of that again and build myself up again. Uh, to be seen in that way or to acknowledged in that way. And so it is, it is difficult um, to make that transition, but I had to just keep my eyes focused on um, what I ultimately I was trying to achieve. And I knew that I would build up my expertise again. I knew that I would become, you know, it, you know, it's a big learning curve. You're not going to be amazing therapist or amazing coach straight off the bat. You're not. You know, it is going to take practice. And we all suck at the new stuff that we're doing when we start, right? Yes, we absolutely. Better, we get better as we, as we do it. Um, Colleen, there's a process that you exposed me and a group of other women to during um, the Marketing Launch Secrets experience that we would have had together, which was so phenomenal. And I was hoping that you could share it with our listeners today, because as we talk about transitioning and being able to just address some of the things that maybe we're unaware of, I think this process is a powerful way to do that, especially for the women who listen to Marketing Launch Radio, right? Because the goal here is to launch. And launching for me, when I think about it, I define it, it's constantly reimagining, redefining, or giving rebirth to yourself through new ideas. Um, and this process can be challenging. So can you share a little bit about that process? Because I think it can really help us today. Yes. Yeah, so um, it's called the completion process. And the idea is, is that we have beliefs sometimes, well, a lot of the time on a really subconscious level. We're not aware of these beliefs. Like you might say, I want abundance and I want money and I want success but a deeper belief that you hold inside is that perhaps um, money's evil and it's evil because when you were little, your mom and dad fought a lot over money and then actually your dad ended up leaving and in your little seven year old head or whatever it was, you created the association that it was the money that did it. You know, the money made your dad leave. And so you've got this really deep subconscious belief 
that actually money is evil, just hypothetically speaking. And so sometimes we can hold these beliefs from our experiences um, growing up and how we were conditioned. And so when our conscious mind says, I want this, I want a loving relationship, I want a successful business, we have this other deeper belief, subconscious belief that then says something different. And ultimately, it's our beliefs that create our reality. You know, the subconscious is more powerful. It is always going to win. Mm. Ultimately, it will win. And so what we need to do is we need to get down there into where these patterns have been created, these root patterns, basically, of why. I mean, I'm sure we've all experienced in our lifetimes before where we've realized we keep on doing a certain thing. We repeat a certain pattern in our life, be it terrible relationship choices, be it, you know, we go on to the, the same problems in the, in the same jobs all of the time. We repeat these patterns. And this is ultimately where it comes from. It comes from a, usually a root, there's a root to it. Something has happened to create this pattern and then we go and repeat it and repeat it. So we need to go in and, and pull the root out. And so part of the completion process is about finding the root and completing with the roots and finding what it is. And there's various ways of doing it. Journaling is a great idea, but ultimately it comes down to connecting to a feeling and an emotion. Because when we want to change, that is where the change happens. You can think consciously, I'm not going to do this anymore. I mean, if you, even if you think about like a phobia, you can say if you've got a phobia of water, I'm going to go to the swimming pool, I'm going to put my feet in, of course I'm going to be fine. And then you get there and you freak out. You know, your conscious mind has no say in it at that point. Yeah. And it's the same thing with this. You know, we need to get down into that nitty gritty in, in, the, in the unconscious or the subconscious. So very often it can feel as if it's hard for us to connect with the subconscious process. Essentially, what I'm hearing you say is that we are creating our reality at all times and the reality that we're creating can be very different than what our conscious what we're telling our conscious mind because our unconscious mind is really the driver in the seat no matter no matter who else feels like they're driving yes. so is it that there is this is there a process right that you can walk us through i know you said journaling could potentially help yes what are some of the things that we can do to engage in the completion process so um, what you can do is like, say, for instance, you have a feeling you've always felt your whole life. Let's say you've always had this feeling like you never quite fitted in or certain things always make you feel very anxious or or when people do certain things, it triggers you like mad and you don't really know where it comes from. Or you have anger outbursts and you think, gosh, the way I'm responding here doesn't warrant the situation. I'm getting far too angry. Whatever it may be, where you have these feelings or these emotions where you think, I don't know why I feel this. Where does this come from? Why have I always felt like I haven't ever fitted in? Um, you know, you can't put it on something. So you know, for some people, they might, they might have remember an experience of what happened and they go, oh, it comes from there. But for a lot of people, they don't. And so a good way is to basically follow the emotions. So what you do is you take yourself off, sit somewhere quietly, close your eyes for a moment mm -hmm. and connect to the emotion. And so what you do is if you remember the last time you felt that, you bring up that memory, connect to that memory, see it in your mind's eye and you um, embody all the feelings that come with that memory. Mm. 
And then what you do is you sit with that for a few moments, try and sort of turn up the volume on it as high as you can. I know some of these feelings are uncomfortable, but we have to sort of acknowledge their existence because we suppress them a lot as well. And so sit with the feelings and then ask yourself, okay, show me a memory from the time before I felt like this. Go to an earlier memory. And then you maybe do this with three memories, going, going back and really sort of embodying the emotions of those memories. And then you hold the intention that you want to find the root. So you're following the sort of like pattern of this emotion down. It's like, a, it's like a, the whole thing. It's like a thread almost. And then you hold the intention while sitting with the feelings to bring the source. Can I see the source memory? Please take me down to source. That you have that intention in your mind. You don't need to go find it or search for it. Because a lot of people go, oh, I, was it this memory? Was it that memory? They go looking. You, all you need to do is hold the intention and sip with the feelings. And if, if the feelings are slipping away, just bring them back with, and hold that intention. And I know it sounds like a strange thing. You think that cannot possibly work, but it really does. Colleen, I know for sure that it works um, in the in the process that we did, you know, and we did a really short one of this, you know, in fact, just talking to you here and now, I want to invite you inside of Launch Academy for Women in my Facebook group to do this actual experience, if you'd be so kind to do that. Yes, I'd love to. It, it would change lives. When you and I did the experience with other women, for me, I noticed that even in my business, sometimes I'll be doing a task and I really want to leave the task to move to another one, right? And um, I was feeling very, very anxious about that. Or sometimes I'd be doing the work, which I know is going to lead to me making money. Mm. And then I'm like, oh my God, this is taking so long. So I want to stop that and move on to the other thing. And as I went through the process that you share and I kept going deeper and deeper, I realized it was connected to when my father used to teach me how times table, multiplication. And anyone who's listened to this podcast, you'll know I've told stories about this, but it led to me realizing I hated sitting and focusing on mathematics or anything that was that required my brain because it meant that I had to sit down with the torture, what felt like torture to me, of my father teaching me multiplication. Mm. And so I was always, I always wanted to chase and or, or chase something else and get out of that so I didn't have to feel yes. that feeling of discomfort. So when I recognized, oh my God, this is what it's connected to, I still have the feeling, but I know where it comes from. And I can tell myself, it's meant to sit down and focus. Mm. I did that up to this day. So yes, it's, it's very powerful, Colleen. It really no, it, 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 it is. And it, it sort of frees you. Once it brings, once it comes out of the, you know, the deep depths of your unconscious, you don't know where it's coming from. And it, you become consciously aware of it. You can gain some control over it. And sometimes that's all you need. I mean, I had, a, I had one. I mean, because it can be sometimes, you know, there can be big things, but there can also be some small little things. You can do it with so many things. And I did it once where I, I had a problem with mail. I would always not want to open my mail. I mean, not like a lovely, well, clearly a lovely birthday card or whatever, but, you know, mail that looked like formal mail. Yeah. I would leave it and I'd never want to open it. I used to have this fear about the mail. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. And where does that come from? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, and then I would end up, it got it to be a problem because I'd leave things and miss bills and miss things that are really important stuff that I should be looking at. And I did this when I learned this about that. And I had a memory come up and I just would never have dreamt this. I had a memory come up of my mum sitting on the floor and opening the mail and crying 
opening a piece of mail like that, reading whatever, a bill and bursting out crying. And I had created this fear because we, we, you know, we struggled, you know, growing up, we didn't have a lot of money and, you know, and, and, and bills and things were difficult things. And, and I remember, I must've been about five mm-hmm. this memory of my mum opening the thing and, and mm-hmm. crying and mm-hmm. being quite sort of like hysterical and saying to me, what are we going to do? What yeah. are we going to, I just remembered this in the memory that I, I hadn't thought of that or I, it was just not a memory I kind of properly had mm-hmm. must. I mean, I did, but wasn't something I ever would have associated or ever thought of. And it was like, I'd created this fear about the male through this, that I didn't want to open my own mail, because what would be in there? The mail's terrible. It's dangerous. It's full of things that are going to make you cry. Yeah. Yeah. This is just phenomenal because also the way that we, um, we associate feelings with memories or we create stories around memories that we have as children and as adults they can be completely running our lives and we could be completely unaware of them too yeah absolutely and it's it's the association because the the memory is basically then bonded with this emotion and so you know, the, the stronger the emotional bond to the memory, the, the, the more sort of, if you want to be free of, of the, the memory, basically you have, to, um, you have to sort of free yourself from the emotional bond. And so, so it becomes a memory and that's all it is. You know, so sometimes if you've had horrible things happen to, to you in your life, they're never going to be pleasant memories, but they're yeah. not going to, every time you think about it, get you all panicky, whatever, you know, the emotional bond is going to have been released. And so that's the idea with the com- com- completion process is that you are completing the, the, the sort of emotional attachment. Because if you think emotion is energy, and so part of what the completion is, is that when you raise an emotion, um, if you think of it like an electric circuit, like let's say you raise anger and you see that as the current within the circuit, it wants completion. The circuit wants to be completed. Now, if you've had a really big fight with your partner or your mother or whatever it may be, and everything was dealt with and nicely, and you felt absolutely great about it, the circuit's closed. If there were things you were hanging on to and still resentment, well, she shouldn't have said this and she shouldn't that, the circuit's not closed. It's still there. It's still, still moving. Mm-hmm. And so completion is about completing that circuit. It's about completing it and letting it go. Colleen, I, first off, I love that you've explained it like this, completing it and letting it go. Um, and the more that you talk is the more excited I am. One, that there's a process for this because I know I was tormented by a lot of thoughts and memories throughout my teens and my 20s and even into my early 30s. But also that there is a way for us to stay connected to you, not just inside of my Facebook group, but also you have a way that women can do the completion process with you. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so I am going to be in my group. I've, uh, my group is Rewired for Success for Women in Business. And I'm going to be running a, um, a challenge in there, a three-day challenge. And there'll be a masterclass at the end of it, which goes into this process. Um, at the end of it, we'll do, um, I, will, I will do a little guided version of the you know, going through the memory, like what we did together. Um, And so I'm going to be doing that. But I also do run a a deeper program for for women, a group coaching program where we go into these stages of completing and then reprogramming and 
then magnetizing. Because once you get rid of the limiting beliefs, um, then, you know, you can then um, start to attract what you want into your life because it's not about any more, oh, I want this, but the unconscious is saying a different thing. You've removed that, you've completed with that. And so then it's about bringing stuff in and reprogramming and bringing all the good stuff in because unfortunately what a lot of people do is they just try and add yes and they don't take away and 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 gosh i'm i'm just thrilled because that's what we want to do colleen we want to bring it in we want to bring in we want to bring in these good um experiences we want to shift our association and that's what sets the platform for for your launch for your for the reimagining for the rebirth as you shift from who you are now into who you want to become Oh gosh, Colleen, this has been fantastic. Like, I can't wait to have you inside inside of my group, inside of Launch Academy for Women. So I am going to be I am going to be having you inside of there for that. Can you just remind us where um, else we can find you? Your Facebook group again? Yeah, so it's called Rewired for Success for Women in Business. Good. That's right, my good. Facebook group. Yeah, I'll make sure that that information is inside of the show notes. Pauline, it has been fantastic having you here. Thank you so much for being a part of Marketing Launch Radio today. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Samantha. I've loved being on as well. Okay. I Great. If you're listening to this, then you're probably in one of two scenarios. Either you're a woman with a great talent who's ready to launch your personal brand, but isn't quite sure how to take the next step, or you're running your own business, you've got some marketing happening, ads going, and content. Maybe you've even got an agency, but things aren't clicking just right, and you're trying to tie all the pieces together. Well, if you want my help or just want to get an idea of what it's like to work with me, then just go to Unlock Your Brand. Brandnow.com. Mm-hmm. I believe in simplifying marketing and uh, making it a process that's very, very easy. But I'm also on a mission to help every woman that I can launch her personal brand or her business brand in 21 days or less. So go to unlockyourbrandnow.com and go check it out.